It's, 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 are we on? We're on. <laughs> Let's watch the woman's movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Hi, this is Michael. And this Spiegelman. is Carl. Yeah, Not we're Spiegelman. On. We're live. Let's hey, welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Carl and Mike Spiegelman. Theme song by Carl. Special guest tonight, my uncle Malcolm's in the studio. Hi, Uncle Malcolm. Okay. Hello. Professional radio guy brings his own sound effects. Carl, what movie are we watching today on YouTube? Today, unfortunately, we are watching National Lampoon's Dad's Week Off, 1997. If you browse for exactly that. Wow. We will find Dad Snyder. Okay, Dad's week off. Joseph well, Snyder is holding the thing. So, people listening, go to YouTube, go to Joseph Snyder's uh, channel, and we're looking for National Lampoon's Dad's week off, and then in parentheses, 1997. Go ahead and click the link, and then hit pause immediately while it buffers. And once it stops buffering. Uh, we have Paul Brumbaugh here. He'll do the countdown for us. We got a lot of radio people in our face. All right, so I have it paused. Uh, go ahead uh, there, Paul. All right, All right. I kind of feel like it's a semi-ritual. Hey, Carl. Here we go. Hey, here I am. All right, here we go. In three, two, one, play. Oh, so this could, a little tracking on that. <laughs> okay, so this is clearly a um, a, a VCR, and it, this is a Showtime movie, actually. Of course, they just contracted National Lampoon's name. Malcolm, does Malcolm hear us well? Malcolm is here. Loud and clear. Great. Okay, now this looks like someone shot, um, like just pointed a camera. But really, that's a little mini computer that the guy's trying to sell. A mini computer, you say? Yes. Ken Poke. We should... Malcolm is a professional radio uh, official, so he has his own sound effects, as I said. It's actually a phone call. Uh, All right, so we're hanging out. There's the late Richard Jenny, RIP, committed suicide. Carl, did you know that? Uh, well, I did research this film, and, you know, you always pick winners, so here's another one. <laughs> He's no Kurt Cobain, but he... No, it was sad. I mean, among comedians, it's depressing when... Uh, he was a professional comedian. I mean, it's sad. Yeah. Oh, so that's the mini computer right there. It has its own keyboard. That guy has, like, sausage Richard fingers. Richard Jenny was in the math. That was one of his big claims to fame. Right. This was a lesser claim to fame. He was also in a movie called uh, um, Burn Hollywood Burn, an Alan Smithy film. Right, yeah. which we know is the, like, if your film sucks, you say that he directed it. Alan Smithy. But the movie about Alan Smithy was so bad, the director actually changed, used the Alan Smithy credit, and then the uh, Directors <laughs> Guild said, you can't use the name Alan Smith anymore. It's dead and buried. Pop so, eats itself. Right. So now they use the name Michael Bay when the movie's really bad. They put that on there. Okay, so the Fonzie yeah. here is Fonzie. the salesperson. Henry Winkler, the Fonz. Yes, and his big shtick is that 
all of the computer's files can go onto this little, little computer. It's sort of predicting the future. But what happens, unfortunately, is he, when it starts copying the files, it deletes all the files. Into the mini computer or it just deletes it? Yeah, just deletes them forever. Oh, no. And you could tell they're being deleted by the graphics on the monitor. It looks right. like a million characters rising up. It's the Matrix, right? We're looking at the Matrix right mm -hmm. now? That's right. 1997's Matrix. <laughs> With the Winkler. Winkler was there beforehand. Directed by Neil Israel, who directed yeah. a bunch of stuff. Oh, we're in Seattle. And we're he probably... wrote a bunch of stuff. It's more interesting what he wrote. The only thing good he directed, I think, was Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks. That's a classic. That's right. He did direct that one. And that's a Here really well put together we're movie. In the, we're in Seattle. That's where this takes place. Well, they passed by the public market, and they drove by yeah. 16 Starbucks. Yeah. And they just got they just got pierced in the intersection. Someone ran up with a squeegee. Want to get pierced? No, I don't know about that reference. Well, that's a lot of piercing in around around the Pacific. What Northwest. is piercing? What is that? Piercing. Ears? Yeah, like ears. ears or your nose. Pierce your belly button. Unlike you, okay, people so, can pierce their belly buttons intentionally. Um. Yeah. Right. right. I I have an Audi, so I get it caught on stuff. So. <laughs> Here we have them setting up that Fonzie is a family man, and that's the way it is. Oh, yeah. Seattle family man. But the other one, he's a looker. He's a he's player. Married, but he's a player. He's, I'm yeah. nodding my head back and forth. I'm a player. I can't stand yeah. still. He looks like Scaramucci. Scaramucci. <laughs> yeah, it's Anthony Sc It's the smooch. Anything. Uh, you can have your... So I want you to know that Neil Israel wrote Look Who's Talking To, Big Deal. But this, Mike, he was one of the writers on Police Academy, the original, one of your favorite Absolutely. Shows. I mean, I do see his name. Him and like Pat Proft, these guys' names, like they're not really necessarily directors at times. They are, but uh, the guy who did uh, High School High and uh, shit, there was another one with uh, Dana Carvey and John Levitz as criminals and Nick Cage and they're, they're holed up. Oh, yeah, that was a great one. Um, they were robbing the bank. Right. That was directed by a, a guy, George Gaines or something, who who worked, not George Gaines, but he worked with uh, those guys. So I'm at 504. Was it George Gaines? You should be at 504. Okay. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Because no George Gaines, no George Gaines. Okay, so here we go now. Right. Get some exercise, you'll feel better. I don't and he's so scared because he needs to face the boss now saying, we're not okay. selling anything. And then he's got to say to the boss, the reason we're not selling anything is your product stuff. You can't use it, it's too small, and it eats files. It eats the files. The files get eaten. Is that dialogue? If I was writing this in 1996, I'd be like, listen, it chomps up CD-ROMs like a megabyte uh, an hour. It's insane. <laughs> It's purple ketchup extreme. It's Pac-Man okay, Now, here's file. the inciting incident, okay? We've seen his normal day-to-day. -day, right. And now he's going to have something that breaks him out of it. He has and, to walk 15 flights of stairs? Well, you'll see. But we're used to the Fonz being cool. Right. He is not cool. Not this scene. He's not... I don't know if I can watch it. The Fonz, he's not cool. Does he apologize? And that is no leather jacket. 
Sir, you had a seizure. Uh, I had a, 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 a seizure. Mr. C, you're saying that I, I had a seizure. Are you sorry about the seizure? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my Fonz when he tries to apologize. Very good. Yeah, thanks. So Fonz was having a heart attack, so he, he hit with his fist. He hit the fibrillator, and he went, whoa! It just shocked. <laughs> but he appreciated okay. it because his thumbs were up when they hit the... the, the hey. Hey. <laughs> Try it again. Clear. Hey. Hey. Clear. <laughs> okay, now, this film is not funny, and it's trying to be funny. There's five funny jokes in the whole movie, okay? Okay. And this isn't one of them. Like, for instance, he started bad-mouthing Henry Winkler behind his back. And then he goes, I, he launched up and goes, I want you to know I can hear you. And it's like supposed to be a hilarious joke. His name's Jack Potter in this thing, by the way. So the doctor just prescribed a week off. Dad's, dad's oh, week dad's off. Oh, dad's week off. You and see that car, Toyota cargo van in the driveway? Did you notice it? Yes, I did. The, anyway, I, I had one, so oh. my heart is near and dear to me. No, I don't, I don't notice any of this. A house? I don't think I noticed that either. If I own any of this stuff, I would probably notice. So she, the boy touched her finger on the girl, and the girl's like, he hit me. I mean, he's trying so hard to be funny. Well, he's a, we're establishing that he's a dad, and these are the, his kids, right? Because you have right, the kids. Right, and they drive them crazy. They're out of control. They're, running, they're literally running around the kitchen right now. Now here's the plan. They're like the cockroaches in my house. <laughs> um, uh, I'm dizzy, Daddy. I've been running. The director told me to run around the kitchen seven times. Oh, look at that Game Boy in there. That looks the size of a Bible. <laughs> She's putting sticky notes on stuff like you use the clapper to turn the light on. <laughs> <laughs> you should see He's the playing the, that football game. Do you remember it? Yeah, no, she's playing an original Game Boy. Because no, it has, it has oh, a it cartridge is? in it. I don't think uh-huh. it's Mattel Electronics. I think it's, it has a cartridge-based system. Okay, so they were planning a camping trip, okay? Right. And Fonzie hates camping any old way. So the, that's the plan. I will take the kids camping on my own. We'll be gone for a week. Six months from now... You know, when you're recovered, it's your turn. I get a week off. Oh, so and she's so, taking the kids camping? Yes. What kind of weird mom is that? Survivalist mom. Okay, <laughs> the world's at the end. There's no daddy. Get me dinner. Yeah, look at that. There's a cartridge in there. That's a Game Boy. She's probably playing Super Mario Land. Six golden coins. It's the great cartridge of a Game Boy. This movie, by Hell the way, of a Game Boy. Not only does this film is copyright 1997 Paramount Pictures, all right reserved, not for reproduction, sale, rental, or public. I know of we're going to see that the whole. It's a screener. Start. That's a screener. Someone uploaded a screener onto YouTube. Uh, this is not a real movie, as say it did not play the movie house, right? This was direct to cable. This is Showtime, and as you recall, and I'm sure Malcolm does too. Showtime was number two for years and years. They never broke out of that. They never beat HBO. Right. Um, and the industry changed. So it's like, don't even bother trying now, Showtime. We're all about Netflix. So this was their attempt, and it's one of the reasons why they like, if you research the film, they licensed uh, 
National Lampoon name to try. Please, let's beat HBO. Oh, right. Well, because you are paying premium money to see the next vacation or Animal House. Right. With Henry Winkler and the Game Boy. But, but I think everybody should have caught on by now that, well, I don't know. Clapper humor. Hang on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Game Boy humor. You can't get them synchronized. <laughs> Popcorn humor. Dad's doing it all. Now, Clapper was very funny at the time because it was new and... You know. Right, he ran the FBI, James Clapper. Oh, Benoit balls. <laughs> Gross, they're sticky. What are these for? Newspaper. It's 1997, he's so reading the paper. So we're trying to be funny again here, saying, oh, he's he's excited that he's alone, but he's bored, but he's happy to be bored, you know. So they left already. Yeah. And his gone. pants have been on this entire scene. Something yeah, to the no, miss. He's, he's a level-headed, he's not a... He looks you know, like Ted Danson. Scripts, right? Now, there's nothing to botch about this guy. He's like a straight. He wears his short-sleeved uh, collared shirts. Yeah. His khakis. Nothing grunge about this guy. In 1997 <laughs> in Seattle, he was the one non-grunge guy. Uh, that's one of the funny jokes, by the way. The uh, the ex-boyfriend. I don't know. Winkler says like. I don't want to see this girl again until I'm in Nirvana. And he goes, you're going to a rock concert? He goes, Kurt Cobain died, you idiot. Yeah, you idiot. Kurt Cobain died in 94, 93, 92, 93, right? 95. And this movie is 97. Ha ha funny joke again. Clapper. He's got a back problem. So he takes some pills. And then it's easier just to cut the pills up and snort them. Oh, look, he's okay, in. so now he's enjoying his first night alone. Let's listen. Right? Uh-oh. Here's the alarm. Let this be a warning. My wife is a cop. Oh, you don't want me to wake her. God, he's such a good actor. He could play off any alarm with such a lawn. What number are you on? Uh, number kill me. Hang on a sec. Uh, 12 minutes and 38. I could pause. No, no. Um, I'm going to ask you to tell me when you get to 13. Okay, I got 10 20. seconds. 1320 please okay all right 1320 Malcolm I'm gonna we're adjusting the uh, the time okay well no actually no worries he's uh, actually when 1320 comes on I'll let you know you it's for me. Carl yeah all right hey it's Peter Jenny Richard Jenny what's he doing there with that shirt he got kicked out of his house by his wife okay hang on a sec 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Thank you. Yeah, all right. So now oh, he's in the bunk bed. Like a Paul Brumba. Oh, he's like, he tried to have sex with his wife. He's like, I can't live without it. And his pee-pee, you know, is in charge. That kind of a ha-ha joke. Oh, man. So he's and in so the... But he you know, shows he up... That, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, it's the first night of Dad's week off, and suddenly Richard Jenny just happens to have his breakdown that day, night. Well, he knew that it was Dad's week off, so he knew that he could, he didn't have to go to a hotel. He could have gone, you know, he could go to Fonzie's house, and that's why he has shown up here. And when he um, did, Fonzie said, God, I wish I didn't announce that I was taking a week off in the Seattle Post-Examiner. That was stupid. Is, you're right. It is kind of convenient and movie set up. 
We well, can yeah. thank Mr. Israel who wrote this. But he is a good director because his films look like they're straight out of Police Academy. I mean, look at the way the, the house is set up. You can see natural shadows. Uh, it's busy, but it's complete. You know what I mean? Like his films are yeah. professionally done, but they even if they seem a little dated. <clears throat> okay, so Richard came home with a girl. Right, one more person. Like, it's not my fault. You see how he's smoking in the house? I mean, it's the 90s. But that's a cigar, man. That's a funk. Even in the, in the 90s, you know. Well, 90s, everyone smoked cigars in Seattle. So it wasn't So normal. now, Henry's finding out that there's another girl who came home. And it's Henry's girl. Uh-oh. Oh, she's I wouldn't a, forget you, buddy. Is she a manic pixie? She has a manic pixie cut. There's some romantic music. Now, he likes her, but she's pretending to... I don't know, it doesn't make sense that she would be attracted to him, right? Right. You're absolutely right. She'd be like, you look like an old Fonzie. (laughs) What she's doing is baking a cake. It's like one of her quirks. Oh, she's... She wants something sweet, so she's gonna... Just make a cake. Yeah. And she's giving a speech. Look at that Prince Valiant haircut. Oh, it's a little with a little bob in the middle, a little uh, raven's nest, crave, whatever it's called in the middle of it. Oh, a widow's peak? Yeah, like the bangs are very elaborate. See, right in the middle, she's got a little V there. Yes. Oh, yeah, not a widow's peak, but a, I don't know what you call it. Now, is the cameraman drunk? Because look at the angles of these guys. Here's them, right? It's like a miss. Adds a little drama to it, I think. Well, if you look at their waist, drama. the camera's straight on, but the the the, the roof shouldn't be. A little oh. tip of the roof shouldn't be. In, yeah, look at it. It looks like Batman's hideout. <laughs> Meanwhile, Batman's hideout. Da, 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 da. Cake girls. No. Bob. Now, of course, Fonzie's like, no, no, no. You have to go, girl. You have to leave, ladies. You know, right. Richard, I'm shutting down your party. That's his whole take this whole time. Oh, and there is his back. His back, right. But it's okay, because luckily, she has an herbal remedy for uh-huh. back problems. Is it marijuana? <laughs> there is That's that on no the 90s. remedy. It's called heroin. Kurt Cobain taught me it. Well, All right, let's see. I'll take my bag. Hero and she's a girl, so she's the... She's got everything in her, in her manic pixie purse. Are they going to hit him with a needle like in Pulp Fiction? Oh, no, it's these pills. These are very popular. Well, these are herbal pills. (laughs) And they're very, you know, so it's like... uh, Like what? It's like taking taking spices and I forget what he says, but... It will make him sleepy? Okay, so he agrees finally to take it. And when we see him swallow it, we see her face. And we realize... Those are not herbal. Herbal pills. Oh, the laxatives. Yes, Look he how took, happy she is. He took with booze. Boom, he's alive. Uh, the night is young. Look at these Seattle grunge people. They're not grungy at all. It looks like the cast of, it looks like this crew just hanging outside. Why can he go right through the Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kiss forgot. kiss the bouncer on both cheeks. That's how you get in there. Right. I know. Like I did that in LA, I got my face smacked. <laughs> he pushed he, he knew I was doing it immediately this camera's drug oh let's hear the music just for a second 
Wow. That's some uh, groove. The music's horrible, by the way. Uh, Everything's kind of weirdly timeless and dated. Like, who? what, what year was this? And out of focus. And the tracking is a mess, Carl. Did you notice that? Driving me crazy. Track. Well, I, I wasn't keeping track of it. You were... <laughs> See, he's out of his mind, and she's loving it. Yeah. This is like in, uh, you ever see that movie Something Wild with uh, Melanie Griffin and, and uh, yeah. Jeff Daniels? And he's like... Yeah. You're a good liar, Charlie. You're a good liar, Charlie. So is this like it? Is she uh, Melanie and he's Daniels? I don't remember that film well enough except that it was like, he's the straight guy who wants none of this and she keeps dragging him in deeper. Well, he was lying, too. That was a great thing about that movie. He kept pretending he was a family man, but his wife left him the whole time. The thing is, it, he, it was like, he wasn't lying like malevolent. It was like wishful thinking. It was like, uh, I want to be that person. So right. I'm pretending to be But she that wanted person. him to be that person, too. So she got, and, yeah. then, and then her abusive old boyfriend shows up, and then the film wraps up. All right, so speaking of wrap up, now, look at that guy. Yeah, why did the camera go up to that guy? Yeah, that guy. Now we're watching his view of that guy. Oh, is he the ex-boyfriend? Right. Oh, I'm angry. Me angry. Me angry. His name's Justin Lewis. Oh. He wrote a book about being a fireman. But I know him best from Breaking Bad, season five. Do you, you're not a Breaking Bad guy, right? No, Uncle Trevor, i I've seen every episode. Okay, do you remember in season five when there was like, um, what's my name? Say my name. Uh-huh. He's that guy, you know, you're Heisenberg. He's like that, um, he's like their competitor in a different territory. And we see him all the time. He shows up. With, yeah. Um, uh, what's her name from the German company? Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. He, he worked for the German company or was he a dealer? Well, oh. no, he was a drug dealer. But every now and again, like they need like a serious drug dealer who's a competition, and that guy shows up. He's very young in this film. You, you might not even recognize him. Wow, that's but. pretty cool. And actually, Henry Winkler's in that movie, Buying Speed. So it all goes around. Oh. Yeah. The, the cartel king killed Frank. Nah. <laughs> you know who I am. <laughs> I killed Gus Frank. Now, come on. He's tripping out right now. Okay, so he so, was attacked, and this is Sharice. Uh, her name's Sharice, by the way. Oh, she has her own place. This is her nail salon where she, she has her own place, makes of, a living. and her apartment's above her place. And of course, she's never at work. <laughs> no, but she owns the work. So we see, oh, crazy lady apartment. Uh huh. This is not so crazy, except for all the cats. Cats are giveaway. Oh, and the crazy lady, too. That was the giveaway. Right, and you can see that now that it was a wig. Oh, he's handcuffed. So it is kind of like something wild. He's handcuffed to the bed. I guess I don't remember that film well enough. You don't remember that scene where she handcuffs Jeff Daniels to the bed? All right. I might if I gave it a moment's thought, because I do... It, I did enjoy that film. I think if once you get... I thought it was formulaic. Once you once you get a heartbeat again, I think you might remember that movie, that scene. <laughs> but until then, 
Oh, um, so she is now explaining to him that they had a night of passion, and it was great. And he's very upset because he has cheated on his wife. He does, yeah. Well, that's terrible. Like, this is a comedy. He's like, that's why horrible. am I handcuffed? Yeah, why is my nose and bleeding? He's like, you had a choice between electric shocks or handcuffs, and you chose handcuffs. So he's going to call the police right now, right? He is. He can't move. <laughs> no, he's not going to call the police. But Richard is going to call him and say, the boss wants you down here now. And he's going to have to run to work. With a, with a bed uh, frame? Yeah, the bed will. It has wheels. So. Oh, God, no, Carl. Let's turn this movie off now. Oh, nudity. No, YouTube nudity. Showtime nudity. Showtime. Well, you got to show sometime. Nudity. We show more boobies than HBO, guaranteed. <laughs> and then HBO's like, oh shit, let's come up with Cinemax. Cinemax. No, that, that, you're right, but it, that, it's Cinemax, remember? Yeah. Cinemax was like, okay, that's what, you know, Cinemax was always third. It never beat Showtime, even. But it's owned by Cinemax HBO. Was like, all right, we're going to do late night. Okay, yeah, was, so Henry is now discovering what? He's, his tooth is out, and he has a bloody yeah. nose. Missing tooth, and that's a big deal. It is a big deal. That's gross. Oh, here we go. Here's Mr. Jenny. You yes. let her take me home. Me. How could you do this to me? You let you. You told everybody you in the whole club you were going home with her. I shouted to the whole club. You told everybody in the whole club you were going home with her. I shouted to the whole club. Oh, boy. We still haven't gotten to the first funny joke of this whole thing. Well, no, the we got to pace ourselves. Coming. What's that? We, have to, we do have to pace ourselves. Because uh, it isn't like an hour and a half movie, and uh, we don't want to get all the five jokes up front. Now, you probably don't recognize her, and who can blame you? She was in Conan the Destroyer. Wow. She was in Wayne's World 2 as, like, the pretty face. Oh. Well, I probably recognize her from that. Well, the only re way people would seriously recognize her is that, that the Wonder Years... She was a regular on that show. Like she might have been the mom. I don't know. Huh. Uh-oh. Cop is, you know, he's swerving. She's, you know, she's just causing mayhem in his life. Got your tooth. This is like, um, what's up, Doc? Or uh, uh, the one with the tiger with Cary Grant. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's some crazy yeah, girl. Um, yeah. Um, what's her name? Oh, Catherine Hepburn. Catherine. I'm just crazy. Catherine. I have a tiger. Hey, why'd you take care of my tiger? Well, I'm Jerry Grant. I'm a tiger. Listen, madam. And then that's on the TCM every week. Is it? Raising baby, you right? You scared me. You scared me. Where's baby? Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm Cary Grant, and uh, there's a uh, tiger. Uh, a panther. A panther in my apartment, I say. That's just baby. We're just raising baby. What was the movie? Like, Bringing Up Baby? Do you remember that movie at all? No. Something like that. Yeah. I love that okay, film. Okay, I want to let you know, though. The cop pulled him over. Yeah. He's like, yes, officer, yes, officer. And then she slammed her foot on the... She was like, okay, that's Ooh. the boss's car, by the way. God, this because... film is so full of plot uh, twists and turns. <laughs> so, so the, the car he smashed happens you. to be the boss. Right. Just because the no minute is wasted in this movie. We got to keep going back to the storyline. He gets away. He gets away. 
We're here. We're here. It's trying to be funny. It's it's really trying hard. Do you think like Winkler said, I've directed Cop and a Half. I've directed other movies. This director doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I'm sure he's not <laughs> too terribly proud of this one. Well, yeah. It, couldn't, it didn't have a long shelf life. I mean, it must have played on Showtime seven years. Eight, how, how long did these movies play for? 400 years? Well, you remember, uh, I never, I, maybe we had Showtime, but they used to play the same movie over and over and over. Right. Because every, every month there would be new movies, like eight of them, and that's it. It would be Friday night. HBO presents a new movie Friday night at 8 o'clock. Right. We're showing Patriot Games. Joy, fuckers. Oh, thank you, you HBO. You lied to Congress. You lied to Congress. By the way, I, I saw Harrison Ford in person when that movie was in the theaters, and I screamed that at him. What'd you scream at him? I, I accused him of lying to Congress. <laughs> I did. He walked right in front of my messenger truck. He was cro- it was by 59th Street Bridge crossing, what is it, 2nd Avenue heading uptown? Yeah. So this is really, you yelled at the head of it right when Patriot Games yeah, came out? He ha- you know that scar he's got on his chin? Yeah. It's very pronounced in real life. On the movies, it looks cool. Right. But, yeah, he walked right in front of my car. He had like a movie poster thing over his, slung over his shoulder, like a quiver of an arrow kind of thing. Cute. And I said, you... I said, you lied to Congress. And he ignored me. So I started, I reached out of my van and I was screaming it as he was going down the street. <laughs> Carl, you never, you never amazed me with, it never stopped to amaze me with these stories. It was 1988 and that was commercial. It was on TV all the time. Yeah. I wasn't like, hey, hon. No. Hey, yeah, right. Hold it. You lied to I expected him to turn around like and make a joke. You know, I never lied to Kong. But, okay, he's with the boss now. And his tooth fell out. Right. We're still not at the funny joke, but it's coming, so I'll tell you to turn on the sound. Okay. Okay, so basically everybody's getting fired, and that will include Richard. The whole sales force is getting fired because it's not selling. So what he wants to do instead is he wants to make somebody partner, head of sales, VP of sales, but also a partner because it makes them perform that's the boss's philosophy he wants to meet the bosses he wants to meet the guy's wife it's sort of like a henry is getting a great opportunity here Um, but the thing is as you know the wife is out of town but he needs to lie and pull this off right now he's being honest that the product sucks and the boss really appreciates it can can we back up for a second so this week off he's actually working it's not really like a vacation off it's just that his wife that's right. It's supposed to be, but Richard said the, the the you know the president wants everybody in. Oh, here. I see. But doesn't the wife have a job and doesn't the kids go to school? Yep. So they technically took a week off too. Uh, it's convenient for the plot. I don't know. Maybe it was Easter break. It was Easter break. Okay. I oh, guess. hey, Carl. Carl. Speaking of which, our friend Paul Brumbaugh will not be performing uh, here live. Uh, to play our recording at 2 o'clock because next weekend oh. we won't be able to be here. So, right. Yeah. So I'm doing two things. I'm going to either listeners, if next week is a bunch of garbage from uh, Muni Radio, we'll be back the following week. I swear to God, we're going to have to... Yeah, our, we'll be back. So if that's the worst case, otherwise, uh, the guy who does the show at 4 o'clock, I'm doing him a fave and I'm doing a show after this, a sketch comedy show. 
uh, maybe he can show up and do me a favor and show up two hours early and press play for us. So we'll that see. That would be great. But either way, I just put the episode that we have, our prize Godfather episode, all three hours of it. Oh, uh, turn the sound up. All right. I'll level with you. There's another candidate. Oh, yeah? I'm not saying meeting your wife could sway me one way or the other, but mm. it could. I'm coming. You're coming? Yeah. Good. How's about the petite beast over on That's Pine it. Bay? That was okay. But you see, unfortunately, my. Fine. See you later. He that said. Was, that's how bad this movie is. He turned around, he screamed at the girl, you know, uh, Sharice, I'm coming. And the boss thought he was answering his question, I'm coming to the dinner. Oh. Ha ha. Right now she's saying, it was great sleeping with you. You should say that in front of everybody. That's terrific. And she has a midriff, too. <laughs> what? Can't a guy sleep with the round on his wife? <laughs> yeah, Get goes, back to work. Isn't there any secu- okay, here's the second funny joke. He's All going right. to what he thinks is his car. Uh-huh. What? It's not there. And then Hello, he hears people the- without cars. Leave the sound on because the last funny joke for a long time is coming. Okay. I thought I told you to get lost. She has a megaphone. I tried, but I know the neighborhood too well. Okay. Kaboom! Okay. okay. Did you hear the joke? She's. I told you to stay away. I tried, but I know I the neighborhood. I told neighbor- you to get lost. I told you to get lost. Yeah, as she says. I it- tried, but I know the neighborhood too well. All right, that's for bringing up baby. Here, I'll be Hepper and you be Carrie, right? I thought I told you to get lost. Well, I know the neighborhood too well, and I just tried to get lost. Okay, so now Henry comes home because she's promised to leave, and he's going to have a nice, relaxing vacation like he was supposed to, okay? But she's waving at the neighbors. He pulls up, and the neighbors are working on their yards like the suburban kids do, do, and... uh... So the neighbors saw them. People don't work on their yards. Left the dad bosses them around. Okay, but you're not relaxing now. There's a party going on. Baby, love your love. It's it's bikini girls and fat guys in Hawaiian t-shirts. It's our kind of party. (laughs) Yeah, he goes to Richard. Who are all these people? And Richard goes, "What's their extras?" Uh, Yeah. Israel hired them. They're going to be recording a Showtime show in an hour. They thought they'd come by here. Wow. So now Richard is saying, look, I got fired. You know, this is me acting out. Jenny's week off. But you're doing it in my house and, you know. This is my week off. My week off. (laughs) He got a raise when he did it on his week off. Promotion. He got a raise out of that. Are you kidding? All right, a raise out of it. Man, look at everyone walking by the camera. This is good direction. Walk in front of the camera drinking a flute of champagne and go. No, but it makes it look more crowded. Yeah. Guess who's calling? Oh, yeah. This is classic. Hey, guys, be quiet. Where are you right now? Uh, I'm on a train. Choo, 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 right? Everyone in the background does the sound effects. Uh Uh-oh, he's under a glass coffee table, Carl. Yeah, and she's like... Doing coke What's all that noise I hear? You know, he's like, it's a bad connection. She's doing coke on the glass mirror while he's underneath. She's hearing like snort lines. You know you're supposed to take a dump on a glass table. You know that's how it works, right? I 
This is not that kind of Winkler movie, though. Wink, wink. Uh, oh, topless. There you go. Showtime. Showtime. Wow, the camera really lingers on her walking in and out of the kiddie pool. This guy has a nice place. So that little nudity is an excuse to call the cops. Like neighbors call the cops. Oh, the neighbors call the cops because of her? And her? Well, that sort of thing. The director's saying it's that kind of party. Uh, let's see. So here's, here's a tune, uh, Vixen's. The original tricksters. Neither do you. Sounds like a dolphin. Get out of my life. Now, do you see the barbecue that Richard is yeah. using? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah that will factor in later. Does the tooth come back in, or can I forget that part of my life? You can forget the tooth. All right, forgotten. You can yank it from your mind. <laughs> so you could tell he's in despair because his mood blazer is black, right? It's like a dark blue. He's, <laughs> yeah. It's a shiny jacket. She comes in and she goes, the cops. And he's like, the cops what? And she's like, uh, they're here? There we go. Nudity and noise. And he's like, I'm going to kill you, Richard. Okay, now, this cop was the one who pulled him over. Of course. You got to use the, all the animal in this movie. Just can't like, have one you cop. You look familiar. <gasps> That's she, the wife, the ex Well, not ex-wife, there's... Separated. Well, I don't know. Are they? It's been a day. It's been two days, right? They would have included in this movie. They wouldn't have have let that scene go wasted. He goes, I know you. You know, so he's hauling him downtown. Really? While his party's going, he's going to break up the party at least? (laughs) What kind of cops let the party go on and they take the guy out? He goes, have you seen this boy? And shows a picture of John Connor. Oh, you're the guy I saw for speeding. Uh, uh, but officer, officer. <laughs> there he's down so at Bell the Glenn, shop. Is that in Washington State? Are we? Um, I must be. Yeah. I know Bellevue in Washington. It's near Seattle. I don't know Bell. Look at this police academy. Is this a police academy or a police station? I think a police station. Police station. Their first uh, mission. Okay, so he's in there crying, and right. Henry has the nerve to be like, shut up. Oh, you can and get so punched. this guy's like, me keeping it all inside was what led to crime. We find out that he's like a serious killer. But uh, Henry kind of befriends him, and later on that pays off. Oh, good. Who gets killed at the end of kids? <laughs> Let's go. Former Dad's Week Off, the sequel. Yeah. It's a happy ending when the kids and wife are. I murdered my family. Check me out in my next week. Dad's so, life off. Oh, oh, we missed it. We missed oh. it. The fourth funny joke came up. I'm he sorry. runs to the bars and he goes, there's a criminal in here. I love it. I mean, well, it's as funny as this movie gets. Maybe okay, this so one. now uh, Richard's saying, you've got a clean record, so we're doing bail. You're going to be out of here. Wow, you got to pay bail on your week off. It's brutal. All right. Now they're friends, those two. See you in the third act. Yeah, that's right. That's right. See you when it counts. Okay, this is the big 
dinner that he's rushed off to. That's and now he explains, I'm so sorry, but I forgot that my wife was out of town. Oh, like, that's why there's MDC. Look how this is shot. And I just, the last funny joke will be coming up in this scene. All right. And then we'll and stop then the, the movie. Rest of the movie. We'll end the movie after the last funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> Zero well, comments. Actually, 38 views. Joseph, thank you so much for posting this. In uh, in 20 minutes or so, I'm getting in the car. Yeah. Carl's leaving. Carl's getting into the yeah. car and podcasting on his via car. On the drive. Here she is, and she's looking very pretty. Yeah. She's, your wife is here, silly. Oh. Like, I'm going to kill you. It's the mystery goitle. Why aren't you out of my life? She's now, changing. of course, she's concocted a whole big lie. You know, about, like, their relationship and... But doesn't the boss know his actual wife? No, the boss does not know his actual wife. And since the boss has never really met him before, and since now he's considering making someone senior VP of sales and a partner, he wants to get to know. Now, I'm not sure when the joke comes. Yeah, let's turn it up, turn it up. Right. Remember we met, we were DJs. Okay, hang on a second. We used to have to pretend that we were African-Americans. Oh, I never had to pack so fast in my life. Ba-boom! That certainly sounds like I never had to do what in my life? Okay, so when we met, we were, dis, we were discotheques at a rhythm and blues station. Yeah. She goes, remember we had to pretend that we were African-American? I never had to pack so fast in my life. Pack so fast? Well, it's like they got caught and oh, now they oh, had yeah. to run. Do you know that's an actual thing? There's white guys who put like DJ mixes on uh, line or, yeah. or come out with albums and they pretend they're black. They imply that the artist is black when it's actually a white person. Man, that is some fucked up shit, man. There we go. Carl, you got to stop doing that, all right? Putting out <laughs> albums. <laughs> you, you shouldn't out me like that. Yeah, it's all about you. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I put out no rhythms and red, and it didn't fly. So yeah, you need rhythm and blues. Yeah, yeah. This looks like a plot that I've seen in other movies before, with a somebody who claims to be his wife. Yeah, and he has to pretend along. Right, right. She what? makes an elaborate story, and now he's got to pretend. Like, what did you do on your honeymoon? She's like, Oh, we went on safari. You tell him, Fonzie. <laughs> Well, that's one of the giveaway when he calls him Fonzie. Winkler. You know, if you actually watch the deleted scenes, it's the gag reel. It's just them calling him Fonzie. <laughs> Cut! Take seven. She really calls him goes, Fonzie on the Don't call screen. me Fonzie! I'm not it's, Fonzie. I'm Dad's. Fonzarelli. My name is D-A-D apostrophe S. Dad's. D-A-D apostrophe S. We got. We got. Also, can we say the title National Lampoon's Dad's Week Off? Another apostrophe, yes. That's terrible. You're not going to say, oh, I can't wait to see this movie. There's two apostrophe words in a row. Uh-oh, smoking. Yeah. We're coming home. It can't get any worse, right? Everything's going to be fine now. Right. The party's over. He's out on bail. 
And he comes home to... Fire! There's Jim Carrey, smoking. <laughs> With Richard Jenny. Yeah, can you guess who's responsible for the fire? Oh, the bitter little party maker. Right, he, he was cooking on the grill. Oh, no. It's, when when you wouldn't let me do the party and you got arrested, I decided to burn your house down. How can you <laughs> now, do it's this? not the whole house. It's like a part of the house. That, that'll that play into the plot because yeah, it kind of gets smoke, fixed up. Smoke and water damage. They might as well kiss the house goodbye. Yeah, I know. Like, the... the well, I don't want to... Well, I won't yeah, be yeah, go ahead and ruin. You'll be in the car for the last time. And she doesn't smell. Right? If you come home, you, you'd smell it and it'd be yeah. all full of water with yeah. the hoses and... Yeah, they closed the place. You have to go to a hotel for several weeks, right? Or something? Well, now the now the the boss's wife is like, you must come stay with us. And Henry's like, how deep can this go? Right now, there's like, it's okay. We can stay at her place. She has an apartment nearby. Your wife has an apartment? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so now they're... There he is. Now they're at their house in the guest room, which looks like the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> yeah, that's the guest room. Well, every guest yeah. room has a fireplace, Carl. Is this Florida or California? It's California, right? Cal- no, no, no. It's, Western, it's Seattle, right? Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with me? Yeah. It's West Coast. Let's put it that way. That's how we do it on the West Coast. We have fireplaces in our guest room and their own bathroom. Seattle's a little rainy, and it sure has been a beautiful day every day. Yeah. Up oh, his back. Plot point. You know what his chiropractor says when he walks in? What? This fucking guy. No, I'm kidding. He says, glad you'd see your back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, he says, this fucking guy again? The fuck? Now, she tries to sleep with him, you know, like over and over. And he's always like, I'm married. I'm married. Right. And then she's like, hey, but it's too late. We did it. Uh-huh. So he's like, what the hell? She's a philosophy teacher at a university. That's the reason why she, she was able to convince him. Glad wow. to see you're back. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I guess you didn't make that up. No, but I did make up the one. What did the chiropractor say to the guy? Patient, you, this fucking guy again? This fucking guy. <laughs> okay, so as you know, today is March 25th. Right. If it was March 29th, it would be the anniversary. This premiered on Showtime March 29, 1997. Oh. Wow. So that's 21 year. years. Am so, I right on that, man? Yeah, so we're celebrating his 20th anniversary. Final week of that. Yeah, if yeah. we had done it next week, we would have done the twenty-first anniversary. <clears throat> Remember that twenty-one years ago, back when we had Showtime. Yes. So in nineteen ninety-seven, where was National Lampoon? Uh, if any listener might know, we love National Lampoon movies, and any opportunity, we will watch a YouTube movie with National Lampoon in the title. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's the magazine uh, staff came up with it. It's just someone bought no, the name. It was just licensed. Remember we saw um, Men in White? That was 94, was it? Yeah, maybe later 90s. But yeah, 94. Definitely 90s. 
And that was for a All throughout the nineties they were just licensors. Okay, so he comes downstairs, what are you doing in these nice people's house? And she's like, I'm making a cake. Oh, right, the cake thing again. Right. And he's like, She they will wake up and she's complaining, they don't have this, they don't have that. This is the manic uh uh the manic pixie, the manic depressive pixie. And so the whole time Fonzie is like, they'll wake up, they'll wake up, keep it down. Uh, here we go, the blender. Right. Now, of course, in this movie, this movie's trying so hard to be funny and it's not working, but they're trying uh, hard. You gotta give them that. Look who just, oh, well, who is it? But this is a ripoff of something wild because the, her abusive ex-boyfriend shows up and kicks the shit out of him. But the thing is, let's, whatever that movie's called is, is an old, old shtick and gimmick. This is not, they were ripping off too. Well, it's, it's, formulaic. it's, it's the nerd slays the dragon and saves the princess. You know what I mean? It's, it's been, it's an old story, but it's, it's definitely like, he attacks her. Sorry, Charlie. I'll be right back. I okay, need a well, smoke. the thing is, Chip is like, you're my girl. I love you. I love you. I love you. And she's always like, I can't. You're irresponsible. And we are broken up. Now, what should happen in this movie is that Winkler should convince Chef to, like, chill out, be responsible, and do what he's supposed to do, and responsibly marry Sharice. But, no, we don't get that. See, she's biting the ear. Yeah. Now, of course, the boss, you know, it's getting deeper again. They do this every scene. Oh, so this is the boss's house and the boyfriend yeah. broke into it and being strangled. Yeah, it's the him. boss's house because the fire, remember? I don't remember. Yeah, there was a fire in this Okay, house. so now Chip's got a gun. He's got a gun. see why they broke up. Some guy I don't care about has a gun. He's like, you got the methylamide. Give me all your opiates. You. You're Heisenberg. <laughs> you can't get over that. It's fucking the guy from I Breaking Bad. I want the methylamine. He's like, don't you realize I got a prop in my hand here? <laughs> I'm playing up the hallway. He's wearing Fonzie's old jacket. Do you think Fonzie turned to the director and says, uh, do you want to like move the camera in this hallway scene? No, Fonz, uh, it's okay. You're Fonz the actor today, not Fonz the director. Thanks. Yeah, that's Thanks right. for the tip. The guy who directed Cop in the Half stars in an even worse movie. That's incredible. <laughs> oh, so the boyfriend kidnapped them and they're driving somewhere? Yeah, exactly right. But we're about to meet the dragons who he owes $2,000 to. Is the dragon Asian? Oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah. These are the dragons. Break Boy, it up, break it up, break it up. Breakdown. They'll, everyone has guns out there in suburban Washington State. Like, you could just go into a parking lot. Uh-oh. Into the car trunk. That's right, into the trunk. And he's like, Winkler's like, oh, there's just a misunderstanding. I'm actually a nice person, and these people are the Greeks. I don't owe you $2,000. <laughs> Listen, from 1975 to 1983, I was better known as the Fonz. You gotta let you gotta <laughs> let me at least sit in the back seat. I almost said a Henry Winkler. Did you hear that? Yeah, it was very, yeah, very almost Winkler. Bad. It was bad. 
Okay, so now that they're all cramped up in there, it won't, and, and of course his back is going to be a problem, it, it won't get better. Chip is still going to like try to fight him. It's so it? crazy. Three people in a trunk, I don't believe. It's trying so hard to be funny. You know how much they pay for uh, to live in that trunk a month? Two hundred sixty dollars. Uh, Twenty six hundred. It's insane the price, the rent in the it's city. It's insane Seattle prices. They're in the trunk. Okay, like I'm leaving in nine minutes, so I just want to tell you some stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay, please do. I mean, I'm gonna be in the car, but I won't see the film. So. Yeah. Okay. What we're gonna find out is that. Sharif has a daughter. Okay. Wait, and wait, wait. Chip who's Sharif? Who, who's Sharif? The girlfriend. The girlfriend, Sharif right? Is right in the middle of the sandwich there, the Fonzie sandwich. <laughs> so, Sharif has a daughter, and his plans, her plans for Henry Winkler are for Henry Winkler to go to the parents' house where the daughter is and pretend that she and he are married or getting married. So that she can see that he's responsible. She is responsible because well, that's when she gets her baby back. Oh. It's the dad. All right. Now, what I think should happen in this movie, like I told you before, is that Winkler should go to Chip and say, Chip, be a man. Be responsible. You get your baby. But that doesn't happen. Now Winkler learns, we're not letting you go. You've seen our faces. You're all going to die. Well, Over $2,000. Well, they did. They have a warehouse where they bring people out, and they might as well kill them in the warehouse. I mean, where, what, why are you paying rent for the warehouse? The yeah, I mean, they're in a warehouse, abandoned warehouse, and they're not going to kill them? Why, why bring them out to the warehouse? Mm-hmm. What else? So, what now, else about this movie? They blew a perfect joke. He, Winkler says, like, I can't tell that you guys apart. You all look like horrible thugs to me. <laughs> no, but see, you laugh because it's like Asian, right? Right. Okay, he didn't go there. The joke didn't go there. That's or fun. did it? Like, we expected him to say that, and instead he goes, you all look like thugs. Like, I'm not sure that it's trying to be funny. I, it's really trying hard. Listen, I think Dad has good intentions. And he, my... Uh... He wasn't trying to be... It was just that humor. It just went wrong. <laughs> Look at that. That guy jumped hopscotch yep. over the Fonz. Okay, so what happened is a rival gang came in Leapfrog. and said, you know, you know, uh, and like, this is going to be how we all all get killed. And then all the cops show up. It's like mayhem. So everybody's getting arrested. Now, like huh. I said, I'm leaving in six minutes, so I want to tell you something else. Yeah, keep right? it going. Okay, so they're in the jail cell, and he's going to get like... Winkler's going to get his ass kicked. He's like, oh, thank you for coming. You see how he went to shake his hands? And then they... Okay. And then the murderer guy is there going, leave him alone. He's my friend. So he gets saved. Oh, that's cool. Then Winkler talks to the cop and he's like, they're talking about the computer system and how impressive it is. And he's like, I can put that all onto this one little computer thing, right? (laughs) There's his profile. That's funny. That's that guy's a joke? Well, it's not... It should be funny, but it's not. Because but he's yeah. he's pointing to his police record and his mugshot saying, you could put this on one of my computers. He's like, I'm a good guy. And he's like, a good guy, huh? You've had a hell of a week. Police chases and... <laughs> 
burning down your house or whatever it is. Listen, the boys at the station just watched the video cassette. Dad's week off, and we don't like what you did. So he convinces the guy to connect the computer, his little computer that he sells. Uh-huh. And of course, it deletes all their files. Oh, and then he doesn't have a police record anymore. And it opens anymore. up all the doors. Okay, look, they're like, you're dead. And he goes, hey, that's my <laughs> So it deletes all the files and opens all the doors and cuts the tower, and everybody gets free. Oh, happy ending. So Winkler, you know, escapes bail with the help of Cherie. Another thing is the dragons are like, you're our man. We want you to join the gang. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Good for Winkler. But Winkler doesn't... And he gets a tattoo. He does? the dragon. Oh, so when the family comes back, dad has like a, a dragon tattoo, gang tattoo? That's right. The thing is... See, what I think should happen, because the ending is all about honesty, uh-huh. when the wife comes home, Winkler should be like, honey, you're not going to believe what happened. You know, Richard came over and tells the whole thing, but no, he doesn't. He's like, nothing happened. And then she sees the tattoo and goes, you know, you didn't leave the house, huh? <laughs> Did, you know, <laughs> do they deliver, do the tattoo artists deliver? House calls. Yeah, you could get a house call. Like you press a tat, uh, tattoo app, a tat app, and then some tattoo artist comes to your house. In 97? Well, there were no tat uh, apps back in 97. The they brew just, app, yeah. Yeah. So what they're saying now is, you know, can we get out with bail again? Can you bail me? And they're like, no, you're a repeat offender. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's how it works. And her hair's different again. No, she is, he is furious. He's spitting venom at her. You bring your panther baby into my life. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm going to be Ryan O'Neill. You want to be Barbara Streisand? Uh, uh, which, what are, what? What's up, Doc, from the 70s, the San Francisco movie, where he's just there for a convention. He's like a little uh, tweety uh, Right, professor. and she makes her life, she looks so sexy in that film. So, I mean, Streisand? that schnoz was appealing. Oh, well, good. I'll let, I'll let my people know. <laughs> yeah, no, Barbara was great in that movie. That's 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 Babs right there, 72. And in San Francisco, Peter Bodanovich, and this, she just wrecks his life, like uh, Hepper and Rick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that film you're talking about was... Something Wild. That's just the same. Something Wild. It wasn't... It wasn't an original... That's not the... The one that started it all, you know. No, but it was a little darker because she had a past and uh, he wasn't being upfront anyway. So, okay, so no. What's past- funny here, situationally, but it isn't funny, is she brought him like coloring books and crayons, and here's your computer to play with. Uh. Now, why is that allowed in the jail? I don't know. But now he's got his computer for the setup that I told you about. You know, Seattle had no idea what a computer was back in 1997. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, there's a coloring book. The Maniac's doing it. <laughs> hey, what'd you get right, for number... He's, he's like, uh, look at what I did. And she, he's, he's, Winkler's like, that's very, very good, Butch. He's like... But, he's showing it off. Winkler, what'd you get the answer for number page seven? <laughs> Uh, of the coloring book? Yeah. Blue? Okay. Okay. Here, all you gotta do is put my shady computer into your system. Right. Yeah, open a file of smart Chinese New Year fireworks. 
And well, uh, it's saying like, um, like we're connect. All the computers are connected in the office, and we're con- done with that. We're connected to downtown and the the crime lab and all that stuff. And he's like, I could put that on this list. All it is your files. Thirty-two bit parallel server. Wiggler. This looks like a repeat of what just happened. What, what, what recently happened? That, that he uh, let him use the computer and it erased all the files and they, they all went free. Huh. Well, we didn't know it at the time, but that was our setup for this scene. Oh, oh okay. Are you coming, you're coming through, right? Uh, let me try one more. I got all the microphones on. Okay. Go ahead, say hi, Malcolm. Hi there. All right. Yeah. By the way, I went to school with Henry Winkler. You buried the lead. Really? You went to, really? Wait, do you want to wait till Carl's in the car and we could talk? Well, we could talk Winkler now. Why don't you get into the car? What a reveal. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were, we were at Emerson together. I was a freshman. He was a sophomore. And he hazed me during hazing week. And he was a, he was a wise-ass kid, but he was a good kid. <laughs> and uh, I ran into him a few years ago at, a, at a, uh, an alumni weekend. And I said, I bet everybody says the same thing to you. I, I remember you from school. And you probably don't remember me," he said. "You're absolutely right. Uh, you for a fucking made my life a fucking hell, Winkler. I remembered you. The reason why I can't hear the word second grade without wincing. Uh oh, here we go. You know this fucking thing's up because the screen's going jerky. The little computer. Oh, can you believe that? Erase all the police files. He's gonna do his jailbreak in a moment. Oh no, the deleted files have unlocked all the cop, all the jail doors. So you would watch Happy Days, Malcolm, and you'd be like, that's that I watched that a little of it, but no, I remember the very first movie, he was in The Lords of Flatbush. Yeah. And uh, a good friend of mine who lives in New Jersey called me up one day, he says, Put a, go to, you gotta go to the movies, Henry Winkler is in a movie. I said, really? <laughs> <laughs> And his name was Winkler, right? Or yeah, was it, it wasn't Henry like Winkler. his name when he pledged a fraternity. He his pledge name was Fink E Dink. Fink E Dink. Yes, is pledge name. Oh well, I guess because of Winkler. Right. Yeah, everybody that pledged that fraternity was Fink something or other. Did, Carl, did you know that Cary Grant uh, wasn't his actual name? His real name was Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> <laughs> I don't AKA the Fods. Oh, hey, hey, what's well, yeah, well, Mundo? Uh, actually, I, I sound more like, uh, I'm doing more James Stewart, I guess. All right, so they're on the tracks. Comes the dogs. This is exciting, he's on the run. I don't know what this has to do with National Lampoon. I'm sorry, did I? Nothing. Said I buried a lead? Money. I'm sorry if I... Oh yeah, like here we are watching a Henry Winkler movie, and, and this guy tormented you in elementary school, and he just it was not elementary. Be... It was in no, it was college. it was a sophomore in college, and yeah. oh, I had frats in, in elementary school. That's why I thought no, we didn't like, have that. I pledged a frat in second grade. We had gangs in elementary school. Oh, this guy's gonna get eaten by a dog. Oh no, commuters on a train station, even worse. I'll eat you alive, Winkler. Hobo Winkler riding the rails. Oh, this is a funny joke. I forgot. I guess there's a sixth funny joke. All right. He escapes. The, there's a dog chasing him. Do you see right. it? Right. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's running through the, the bus depot. 
okay, now he will hop on the train to get away, right? And the dog? But just as he gets away, the train pulls into a station and slows down. Well, that's what we're watching right now. He's The little girl's outside the... Uh, he's hopping in her car right now, escaping the dog. So now, once again, he's got to run away with Clarice. Clarice. Of Clarice's nails? No yeah, she's the nail lady. Hey, thank you for calling Carice's uh, Nails. We are uh, on a, we're closed right now. Our office hours are Tuesday, uh, 10 to 10.15 a.m. Yeah, 10.15 to 1. <laughs> Appointments only. Right. Leave a message and we'll you know be back to you next month. She's never there. We're watching stock footage of them driving around the Pacific Northwest. Oh, she's got a little lucky cat on her dashboard. You ever see the lucky cat with the holding up a fist? Now, for the first time in the whole film, Winkler will start to rejoice in his, you know, he'll start to revel. I mean, he escaped jail, you know? Right. And there's no repercussions. That's never going to bite him in the ass. The, uh, the files are deleted. Yeah, but what about the memories of the detectives? Did they get deleted as well? <laughs> right. They'll see him again. <laughs> no, so the dragons will come to like get him. Right, and they're like, "This guy, come on, Winkler." Your mini computer, Winkler, was able to not only delete all our police records, but open the jail doors and allow us to escape and give general amnesia to all the detectives. We want to make you an honorary gang member. As long, as long I had a rap sheet as long as my arm. They don't know my name. <laughs> it disappeared. Join the gang. What do you guys do? Oh, we stab people. But if there's a computer problem, we'll call you. <laughs> so, like, he's going to say to Sharice or whatever, like, goodbye. And then he's going to have a crisis of conscience. And, like, they, like Chip is going to attack her. So he's going to go to the nail salon to try to, they to by find the her. And that's when the dragons will show up. And they know where Chip hangs out. She just kissed him. Uh-oh, Thelma and Louise joke. Gonna fly off the edge. Oh no, she stopped right before the, the cliff. That's the thing I love about 90s movies is that they do have a lot of references. Like, you, you look at this film and you go, this movie looks really dated, but the, they just made a Thelma and Louise joke. Yeah, that's right. She was gonna go over the cliff. Yeah. That was a, but Thelma and Louise came out in Before, early 90s. Early 90s. So it was already a reference. This movie's comedy is really edgy, huh? We wow. never have Brad Pitt without that movie. This is a nice park he's in. He's got a really nice staircase in the middle of it. I think they just ran out of ideas. Or I've run out of ideas. I don't know where this movie's going. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> Well, the thing, usually I'm sitting there watching it with you and I'm telling it, okay, plot point. Okay, no. in this scene, and He's, I'm, I'm in the car. No, now. you're in the car. He's sitting in Mount Shasta is behind them and it's beautiful. But they have to have this movie continue. Wait, maybe here, you want to hear some of this movie? Let a lot of things fall through my fingers. I knew, I knew Chip, Chip wasn't, wasn't right for me, but it was like I was like addicted to him, you know? Okay, she's now going to reveal the baby. Okay. 
Something did come out of it, though. Something good did come out of it, though. We named her Angela. She called it. Something good came out of it. That's not a polite way to refer to a lady. She's, Carl, she's talking about her. Her affair. Uh, hang on a second. Malcolm, leave the room. She's talking about her uh, vagina. <laughs> okay, get back in the room, Uncle Malcolm. Thanks. <laughs> what did I miss? Yeah, I didn't miss a <laughs> Birds and the bees. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so, not, not old enough. How old do you think the daughter is? Like 12, 14? Well, the daughter's a baby, no. The, when we meet the daughter at the fake wedding. Ew, baby. she's a baby? Yeah. So she gave birth, went, disappeared, and then two the weeks, and then like four weeks, is it four months old baby? Has she been on the land for four months? Not a good mom. It's not on the lamb. It's that the parents said, you're not responsible enough to, the court said, you can't raise this baby. The, the grandparents will raise it because you're too unstable. And it's kind of funny because I would think fucked up parents would make an unstable daughter, but okay. So when she's responsible and has like, you know, I don't know, married a job or whatever, she can get have her baby back. She's got to prove herself. All right. Hey, Carl. Yes. Okay. Cool. Sorry, I had a I had a fire in the studio. I just put it out. So we're watching him. Uh, she's talking about her daughter. So I getting back to it. She gave birth. She went to a safe surrender site. Put the baby in there. Went over to suburban Seattle. And started uh, going after Winkler. And now that the movie's wrapping up, she's like, oh shit, I should visit my baby. Well, the baby's with her parents by court order. The baby's a starring in a, in a Netflix sitcom. My dad's a She's granddad. Now. Yeah. Oh, oh. Or no, it was a 20 year anniversary. 20 right? year, right. 21, 21 years. She's yeah. 21. She can drink. So, when this movie should be called National Lampoon's Mom's Life Off, or Mom, you know, like, she's a deadbeat mom. She's not a deadbeat. What's a deadbeat mom? One who leaves her kid to her uh, parents? A deadbeat, deadbeat parent is someone who intentionally says, I don't want this kid, and split. Okay. And doesn't pay any money. What's on the screen now? Uh, they're still driving, so they're, they're driving in the convertible in the beautiful Pacific Northwest and we're looking at city skylines at night right now. Oh, they're pulling right, up. So this has got to be the, this is the end. You know, I'm dropping you off and, you know, we're going to, this is like we're separating and then he's going to have his crisis of conscience to go find her and the saga continues. When is mom and the uh, kids coming back from the wilderness? She will say to the mom and dad, I'm responsible now, I'm marrying the greatest guy and you've got to meet him. <laughs> and, and then there'll be a wedding and she will bring, they will bring the baby to surrender it over to He's gonna, He's going to marry her? That's awfully bigamous of him. Yes, it is. And she lies and says, it's okay, the preacher is an actor. <laughs> but the preacher isn't an actor. The thing is, like, I think that Winkler should have said, 
oh, you want to show them you're responsible by telling a whole concocted lie that you can never back up. Instead, let's do, you know, you and Chip get together. Chip, you get a job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. really do it. But Israel didn't write that one. I think he wrote, like, what if, like, a dad got a week off and everything went to shit? And then he wrote more interesting side characters and did nothing with them. Oh, here's a Nirvana joke. That group oh, you're broke up, you back. idiot Kurt Cobain, he bought the farm. You are so stupid. You make me sick. Kurt Cobain, he bought the farm. Well, at least the movie is topical. It's up to date. Well, I mean, when when Nirvana hit, they were they did make money, and, and Kurt Cobain was empowered. He could buy anything he wanted. Right. So we decided to buy the farm. Do you think Neil Israel was pissed that his movie went to Showtime? Oh, my house is a mess. Look at it. He's trying to, he's got a couple days. Oh, there's Richard Jenny. He's still fucking in the house. What's wrong with this guy? That's creepy, dude. He pops up at the window. They're talking to him through the window. You know what, buddy? Would be great. I should come into your house again. Here I am. I brought beer. No guilt that he burnt down a large section of the house. Oh, so he's glamour. I mean, he's depressing me. Sorry. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so in the last twenty minutes of this movie, he decides to uh, save the woman who's trying to break up his marriage. Well, he likes her now, um, and now that she's revealed the baby stuff, she understands the motivation. And I don't think she's revealed it yet, but Winkler did not cheat on his wife. He basically threw up and passed out. I gotcha. And he realizes that. What's on the screen? So he's at the nail salon. He's trying to look in. He's like, I wonder if this wacky place is open. And now he's pressing buttons in the apartment uh, complex next door. Okay, now the dragons will show up and you think it's to kick his ass. And they're like, we love you! Why would the dragons still stay in town? They just got walked out of a police station. This is their turf, my man. All right, let's listen to some of this. You know, I think that you guys should actually turn yourselves in. Are you kidding? I was facing three strikes and I was out. I love this man. This is the man I love. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You're cutting off my air supply. Thank you. I'll just be going now. Hey! hey. Winkler's being Winkler. Where do you need to go? That's right. Yeah. Listen, guys. I, I, I but think... luckily, they know where Chip hangs out. So... Oh, he's going to have the dragons kick Chip's ass? Well, yeah. the reason he went to find Sharice is he was worried that Chip was going to abduct her again. And so he lets the dragons know that, and they go, we know where he, you know, I mean, he owes us money, we know where he hangs out. Wow, they got everybody in the car right now. Three people in the front seat and five people in the back, including Winkler. Yeah, we're like, we're off to get Chip, but first, you know, we want you in the gang, and you have to be initiated. 
that means the tattoo. Oh, yeah. So they're, uh, let's hear what they're saying real quick. Usually just the people behind me in the elevator. Well, what if someone in that elevator shoots you? I mean, if you're in a gang, I watch your back, you watch mine. Are you saying wash or watch? <laughs> of course, uh, you'll have to be initiated. So Winkler's killing it. I guess I, I'm talking over this movie, I didn't realize that he at least holds himself together. So maybe there's a seventh funny joke in the film? That last? Yeah, like when Winkler cuts loose, when he puts down the script and they just let him winker. Winkler. Now he's getting his tattoo right now, Carl. Bet you it's a dragon. It's pretty funny. Do you think Winkler took the tattoo as a tax write-off? It's for a movie. It's going to be on Showtime. No, the dr- the dr- is it passed now? Because Winkler was like pretend wincing in pain and hamming it up. Oh, right. Well, no, this is like they just got a tattoo and they just bought clothing and there's no blood on the arm. Right. So, like, he's like, I'll pay for the clothing. And they're like, don't worry about it. We got it covered. And he goes, that's great, guys. But they run out of the store because they're stealing. Oh, right. Every gang needs I'm in a gang now. Yeah. It's every white guy's dream. Old white guy's dream. He walks with a swagger now. Oh, they're going to Chip's house? Okay, so bad news. Uh, there's, like, cops on the road, so All right. I got to go. All right, Carl. Carl. Um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, all right, Carl. Uh, let's give a shout-out to Carl. Carl, uh, anywhere this week? Anywhere? Yeah, right now. All right. right yeah, now, you got a show. to the Comedy Cove. I'll do 10 minutes. And uh, if you're in the neighborhood, which you're not. Come on by, and it only costs $25. Oh, my God. So, listen, if you guys have a quarter of $100, go out to... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, 295 Morris Avenue in Springfield, New Jersey. It starts in two hours, and that's... Three. Starts in a couple hours. That's why Carl's got to go. Carl, thank you so much. I'll see you thank in two you weeks. Both. All yeah. right. Take care, Talk Carl. To you then. All right. Bye-bye, bye. guys. All right. Phew, I thought he would never get off. <laughs> Well, there's like uh, the the dragon gang is beating up Chip in front of the uh, ex-girlfriend. So, they probably feel a lot better. He's dressed like uh, John Travolta night. Oh, they're going to tie up Chip. Bye, Chip. Thanks for joining us. Wow. And then they're off. Maybe they're going to go to Portland. Still got 20 more minutes. Hey, Roman. Hey. Is this the mic? Yeah, you're on. Hey, nice to see you, Mike. Uh, hang on. Keep talking. I want to play with the mic. Well, you know what? I just came out of the bathroom, and there's a disco ball lit up in there, and, and it almost gave me a seizure with the... Yeah, they should have a seizure warning. They do. I mean, they should. It was like a rainbow seizure I almost had. Well. Eating a burrito, burrito out there in the... Were you okay, or did you pee on the floor? Uh, t- for once, I managed to keep it in my pants. I just peed my pants. Peed your pants? Stayed on the pants, not on the floor. All right. Well, that's good. That explains the smell. 
<laughs> oh my god, no. Uh, no, I change those pants regularly. But uh, man, that's that's the trick when you're on Bart, huh? You just gotta move. Yeah, hold it in. Right? Hopefully, there's no more than one person that smells horrible. That so that you can, per car, you know. If, if you're gonna pee in your pants at Bart, you should be standing or sitting. <laughs> yeah. Standing, right? No, st- sitting. I don't know. I try to just be mindful when I pee, and yeah. you know, when it gets in my pants, I realize I'm not in the moment. Wear Have a you ever long coat? <laughs> That's a great... Wear a long coat is wear pretty... Long coat. I have one with me. I'd be happy to loan it to you. It solves a lot of problems in life. You could just pee on the platform. I think that's okay. Oh, no. There is a location. You go You go into the tracks. There's like at the edge of the platform, huh. there's a little staircase that you go down. And a guy walked down there, gave me an eye like, I'm doing this. <laughs> and he took a shit and he got up. And I know because of the smell. Yeah. When the trains go by, I can smell it. Yeah, I mean that's 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 private for a few minutes until the train comes, you know. You're not gonna spend all day. In Just there. enough time. Just enough time to shit. Yeah. Get back onto the platform and have the train blow the smell everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But you know we don't. I mean we don't. Like, there's a lot of reasons to be mindful, not just when you pee, but also just eating a burrito. I notice when it starts, when I start spilling rice and beans all over myself, I'm like, I'm not being mindful. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm in the flow, or am I? I don't know. It's a flow state. It's really, it's a lot of things going on. What do you think? Well, I'm looking at your uh, shirt right now. <laughs> well decorated. Well decorated. I, I see you like the green sauce. Yeah. Oh, they're going to kiss, I think. In this oh my, movie. We're watching a movie. Yeah, this is called National Lampoon's Dad's Week Off. Yeah, it's with Henry Winkler, Olivia de Abo, and Richard Jenny. Oh, we love Richard Jenny, yeah, I think, Richard. maybe. Platypus man. I mean, it's, he's been dead for so long that we don't know if we like him or not, but now that he's dead, he's like a hero. You know, my, my college had him as an entertainment, and the school complained, saying, everyone said, we don't know who he is, we wanted George Carlin. Oh, well, good lord! Interesting. Yeah, so imagine being a comic on the road and getting that shit. I mean, it wasn't. It was pre Platypus Man, so he wasn't. It was pre The Mask, so I don't think people knew him. Uh, that guy is the king of a certain kind of comedy that uh, it's difficult for me to listen to, but he was very good at it. He was good. Oh, I like this stuff. I mean, there was a lot of like men versus this, and women are late on you, dates. You know they they take a long time to dress up. His sitcom, Platypus Man, was like the initial launching sitcom with the UPN network. Yeah. And the reason it was called Platypus Man is because the platypus is the only male animal that lays eggs or some shit like that. Ah. That doesn't sound accurate, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, male animal. I think you meant mammal. A mammal. (laughs) Male animal. Um. But yeah, so Henry, he's uh, he's wearing his traditional shirt. He's wearing his Fonzie shirt, even though this isn't a movie about Happy Days. No, there's no Happy Days in this movie. It's quite. But it, but they're like, this guy's gonna wear that shirt no matter what movies he's in. But Richard Jenny's always gonna wear an oversized uh, suit jacket. Right. Yeah. Man, when you talk about being typecast, just for the you know, well, not, they had, they had the even jacket. for the look, you can't you can't express yourself in any way outside of your little typecast. But then they pay him a lot of money to be be that. That type. They've been, uh, half this movie's taking place in the uh, backyard. I remember this actress. Olivia de Abo. Yeah. She was in a couple things. Like what? I don't know. I just remember her face. Where do you recognize her face from? Other movies. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? I don't believe you. I don't do references, man. I'm in the moment. I told you. She was in that movie, National Lampoon's Dad's Week Off. 
<laughs> That's where I recognize her from. Uh-oh, here comes trouble. Look at this. Everyone's wearing baggy suits. No, this guy, well, baggy pants for this guy. This guy looks like he, he bought that suit when somebody was like, hey, do you want fries with that suit? <laughs> uh, third in the pocket. Thanks. <laughs> Might be fun to just dress like a valet all the time. Oh, right, just hanging around the curb? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's where I, I spend most of my time is hanging out in front of uh, bars. How many of them wear string ties like that? <clears throat> oh, my God, the bolo tie? Yeah. That is a, that's another look. I like that look. Although, then they make, they make you, yeah, it's like you're from the Southwest now. Yeah. Well, this Interesting. Is the, this is Seattle. Mm. Well, that's, you know, so that guy's a fish out of water in Seattle. Oh, they're having an intervention. There's a fun, that's a fun noise. You hear that noise? What's that noise? Oh, no, headphone. It's a, it's sort of a, like a, the, uh. I can't tell. There's hairs dying in the studio. There we go. That's better. Okay. No. You hear it? Take your anyway. Is it? Is this an age test? Is hey, it? Let me do a uh, silent. Oh now. Now it's gone. Oh, it was a high. All right, it's gone. It was a high pitched mosquito kind of a thing happening in the I don't studio. Know if Malcolm's mic is working at all, I have, I have all the mics on. My mic is definitely working. Yeah, yours is on. Mine is. I don't think yours is working, so how about that? We have another one, right? There's we do. There's an orange one. Yeah, that one's live. That one's on. I can hear That it. one's hot. Yeah. All right, so why don't we... Uh, Malcolm, go ahead and tell me tell me the story again, because the first time the mic was dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You missed out the first time you... Andy Kaufman was a big influence to Mike. And yeah. then, you know, but and then like it goes in the whole line with Laundry Basket, too. Well, if I could beat him <clears> to death, I will, but... Um, <laughs> So anyway, we were talking about Henry Winkler, and he yeah, was I, I went to I went to college with Henry Winkler. Oh my gosh! Yeah. What uh, so did, did you ever talk to him? Uh, yeah, he was a oh, jerk. Sure. Yeah, Roman. He, no, he wasn't a jerk. He was just doing what what he did. Uh huh. He, he was a bit of a wise ass, but he was a good kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, yeah, I was a freshman when he was a sophomore, and they had uh, freshman hazing every year. Sure. The, with the beanies and all that stuff. But where where does the sophomore get off, right? Yeah, to, well, to, to to squash frosh because they feel they feel <laughs> empowered now. Now they've been there for a year and they've had it done to them. One so year. now it's time to yeah, do it's an, there's an ancient uh, there's an ancient senior, tradition I beyond that. Don't do that anymore. No, I would squash the the sophomores for being cocky. Be like you're not you're not upperclassmen. Hmm. No, no, and I ran into him years later at an alumni weekend, and I said, I bet you don't remember me, and I'm sure everybody else tells you the same thing. He says, You're right. Yeah. Here's the baby. <laughs> That's right, too. Khalif Jr. is showing up to this movie. I can imagine Mike just showing up to school being a freshman and with a bat and just, take, you know, hitting, oh, the, yeah, hitting no. the first senior in the... First oh, senior. No, no, this was, no, it, no, this was... This is Emerson College. He did things differently there. Mm. Well, yeah, we had squashed the frosh. I was talking about this yesterday. Right. Where the seniors would beat up and in middle school. That's all they talked about in eighth grade. Oh, you're going to get squashed, uh, squashed the frosh. And I got uh, into a shaving cream fight the last week of school and got hit and got bloodied. We had a shaving cream fight one year at our school, too. Yeah. But interesting be- that they were throwing the cans. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <They> lost interest. <laughs> Boy, that's a rough school you went to. Yeah. Oh, it's so rough. How rough was it? Dangerfield went there. Yeah. Well, he had a joke. He goes, I went to a tough school. It was so tough. The teacher said, uh, form a double line, and we all got high. It was a cocaine joke. Yeah. Oh, I see that. Yeah. I get it. 
his school was tough and they did a lot of cocaine because of that reason yeah but he was not allowed to make any left turns because of the double line right. yeah right. and <laughs> the librarian's name was Dominic <coughs> oh look at it the kids are coming back from the camping trip all as well Remember my librarian, Mrs. Boombots. Yeah, Vinnie Boombots. Oh, you guys know my doctor, Dr. Vinnie Boombots. Margaret Boombots, my librarian. <laughs> Margaret Boombots. Yeah. The restaurant served broken leg of lamb. Broken <laughs> leg of lamb. Oh, see, some things, things are, are timeless. Things are tough, I tell you. Why even hookers are giving away free toasters. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give away a free toaster if anyone watches this entire movie. If you hear Did, this. It, was that an th- actual thing? It must have been a real thing, the well, free the toaster. Banks did that. That's the joke is that banks, to get you to sign up for an account, they would offer uh, uh, free toasters. They'll say, free toaster with checking account. Yeah, I remember my grandmother used to go to some uh, uh, like timeshare things and get like a free like t- mini mini kitchen TV or something. What, she had to, to sit through the Sit through like eight hours of timeshare uh, talks to get a free TV. That's but that's the Great Depression for you. Well, you know, some places they would offer like, they would have a card table and they'd be like, free ham. So you would go and play cards, like uh-huh. list, and you could get a free ham if you win. Oh, bingo. interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, that sounds like a fun, yeah, fun idea. Yeah. Did you ever sit through one of those uh, presentations? N- me now. Like evangelicals, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I I sat through an Amway thing once. You did? Yeah, it was a friend. He was like, "Let's." I got this. I was like, "Oh, interesting." Yeah, you're my friend. And then Amway, fuck. <laughs> I've been to a couple job interviews that were actually just like timeshare Amway. Uh huh. Pyramid scheme stuff. I worked for uh, one of those things, uh, Cutco Knives. Oh, really? They had a, but the company that uh, sold the knives was called Vector Marketing, and it was, it was, I mean, it was a legit sales thing. Like I made all their uh, percentages that they suggested I was gonna make, but I'm like, like old school, like hierarchy and like promises of, yeah, very interesting. And the, oh, but the, the, the scam part was is that they stole your social network. So they hire these kids, and they have uh, you go around to all your relatives and friends, and then you know, hey, cousin, uh, cousin Susie, we had such a great time with cousin Susie, and you're her friend, Margaret. You know, can uh, can I come over and I get paid even if I just if you just watch the demonstration? So I've been through the whole thing. Is I still ha- I still have the scissors. Isn't that how Tupperware got going? Uh, pretty much, I think it's a Tupperware model, right? Malcolm, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I, I think Roman has the only hot mic. Oh. Yeah. Is it? Let's give me. Yeah. Oh, I hear that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I listen it to. It taps, the but you can tap on it, but you can't speak into it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there sure we go. I can't swallow. <laughs> well, I'm going to listen to this podcast, and then you should listen to this podcast too. Uh, I know we're two hours into the show, but you can find us on iTunes and here on MuniRadio.fm. Well, it's still last. All right. So we are at this chaos at the wedding that he's being held at his own house for the girl that tried to sleep with him. Let's, uh... Dragons are here. Oh, look! Somebody from my side did show up. All right. Well, I guess the wedding, another wedding ruined. Yeah. So whatever became of his his first wife and children, I, I, they're they're driving back right now. Oh, they're still coming back. Yeah, they're coming back. We saw a shot of them happy. They had a fantastic uh, trip. They went camping. They had a great time. Nothing bad. And then they're gonna go home to dad, whose week off should be ending. 
and they're going to discover a wedding happening. Man. Well, while we were chatting, I thought maybe something like that already happened. No, this film's still going. We got 10 minutes. And I don't think the credits take up most of the 10 minutes. I think it was all plot. Winkler's doing a good job. I'm, I'm sure this, he's probably the most enjoyable part of this movie. Okay, the truth is that uh, I'm already married and I love my wife and kids. Again, awfully big in the midst of him. Yeah, where? Did he, did he, did they tie the knot yet? No, he's about to. He's he's confessing. Her baby is her family. And family is like an annex to your soul. And right now, Sharice's soul is hurting very badly. My family has been gone for less than a week. They cut to to Richard Jenny going, I act better than this. I'm a better actor than this. Why am I not doing the monologue? And then slowly, the emptiness crept in. I expected to see my my family in every room around every corner. And when I realized God, did anyone wake him up during the, during this film? He sounds so sleepy. It just tore a little piece right out of me. Nobody should be without that the piano player decided to start playing right during a speech. <laughs> it just isn't the way it's supposed to be. I call this Winkler's theme. Is that her mother? Yeah. Holding the baby. No, oh, I thought he was married to the, all three of them or something. She's getting married. <laughs> this is how it ends. It's a weird cult. Every national coon ends with a marriage. Well, we're telling baby. the truth. I just want the whole family to know that our middle boy, Bob. It's not my husband's son. That's oh. <laughs> funny. We got like two different feeds going. Yeah. My real father's Uncle Morty. <gasps> ah. Better be. Oh man, that guy's angry. Okay. Winkler's pissed because uh, this is my movie. Uh huh. Yeah. No one gives a shit about your family. Why are you bringing this up? My wife is in the. Insane or something. I've been waiting to tell somebody this for years. I'm a virgin. And I have very little pubic hair. Roman, why'd you say that? Hey. I just want to say that. Respect my truth. And you're big on the smell. Alright, oh, they gotta go. Wife and kids are showing up. Get that wedding out of my backyard. The wedding unplanner. How to stop a wedding. Quick, get that broken glass from underneath. This is a Jewish wedding. They have to sweep the broken glass. Right. All right, we're entering Belle Glen. Thank you. Carl recognized that van. <coughs> yeah, Carl. All right, thanks for coming to this wedding. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Well, here, here, let's see what the boss has to say. Take care now, honey. You're a total bullshit, aren't you, Jack? So you're gonna fire me. What a perfect end to a perfect week. Are you kidding? Hi, 
I'm making a vice president in charge of sales. Could you repeat that? I'm making a vice president in charge of sales. I thought I was good, but... Thanks, Mr. Trump. Yeah. You're a stand-up guy. Wow, everything worked out all right. Oh, here's Jenny. He's got a nice set of hair, Richard Jenny. Is that that can't be real? No. You think uh, he has a fake bushel? I think it's something up front, an additional. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably faked. I mean, he could even have like that same hair pattern, but it'd just be way thinner, and they just want it to look thick for the for the film. It's a look. He has like a '90s guy's look. It's Amazing. It is. It's isn't it disturbing, and you don't really notice it until after. Yeah, you see afterwards. Like the suit's too big. Yeah, his hair is too uh, mullety. Well, she's off to a new life in the convertible and in a white dress, white wedding gown, and her baby. You don't put the baby in the passenger seat like that. You have to <laughs> put her in the back. So whatever becomes of Chip. I think the dragons beat him up and then he says, wow, I was being such a jerk. Does he end up marrying her? Oh, by the way, Jack, I didn't have time to take my pictures out of your frames. Sorry. Oh no, my wife's going to come home and there'll be pictures of another girl. He lives in a cul-de-sac. That's better for filming because there's less traffic. Right. Yeah. Uh-oh, there goes the wife. There she is. Quick, get the pictures. All right. Fabrice the whole house. Oh, it's just one picture, I guess. Oh. She may have lied to him. Well, here they are. See, he has to be, they need kids, otherwise he wouldn't be a dad. Hi, Daddy, remember me? Yes, yes, it's Barbara, right? Hi, Rebecca. Oh, no, 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 so tight. I'm sorry, how was it? It was awful, Dad, we couldn't watch TV. Yeah, it was just seeing the rain. I feel that. I know what you mean. That's like your apartment. I'm sorry, You can't watch TV. And fight over the remote, okay? Isn't it nice not to see a cell phone joke or an internet joke? Yeah. <clears throat> so, were you a good boy? Did you stay on the couch and relax? This is where she's a tattoo. Oh, it's so great kissing my real wife. They're doing some kind of weird human centipede thing or something. Maybe I should take a week off more often. Yeah, but next time, I'm going with you. Well, no, it's next time it's mom's week off. Hey. Uh-oh. She's going to the tattoo. Which should be bloody and red by now. So, she knows that the tattoo on his arm. So... What'd you do? Get the tattoo artist to come to the house? He checks to see if it's there. He's like, end credits. Here we go. Co-starring these people. 
That's a whole other movie, and that, uh, right? That's a sequel. Yeah, that's a sequel. <clears throat> How'd you find out? Oh, William Sasso was the uh, cop. Bill Sasso? Mm. Mm. <laughs> wow, well, that was fun-ish. We did it. We watched another National Lampoon movie. I want to say this movie is bad, but my co-host left halfway through. <laughs> that's how bad it was. That's how bad it was. Ha. Uh-huh. Uh, Malcolm, why don't you take uh, Roman's microphone just for a second sure. and let everybody know where they can hear you. Uh, my uncle's a professional radio guy. Yes, I, I report traffic in the Boston area. And where can people hear you? Just in the mornings and afternoons? Just mornings. I don't work afternoons anymore. All right. I'm too old for that. <laughs> I'm on uh, Bloomberg Radio, which is at 1330 AM, 106.1 FM, uh, WATD at uh, 94 95 I can't even remember 95.9 <laughs> I've been away for a few days and I'm already forgetting oh that's great yeah no I'll come back to you when yeah. you come back WBOQ in Beverly Mass they're at 104.9 and two stations in New Hampshire one of them in Nashua WFNQ and WNNH WFNQ is 106.3 and I don't know where NNH is because I'm never there <laughs> Yeah, you don't really care. I mean, you don't. No, there. no. Well, like I do care, do. but I but I don't have to be there. Is it so. true that they that weather traffic reporting? They're not in helicopters. They shoot in the same studio where they shot the moon landing. Not completely. All right. Okay. No. Well, well, you that, know, you flew with me one day. I did. That was the That's best right. experience. There's yeah. nothing like a helicopter lifting off. I never felt that before. It was yeah, you cool. go straight up, and it's go straight it's, up. It's kind of fun. Yeah, and no, I, uh, in the cold weather, you wouldn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure it's uh, it's it loses its appeal. But I'm, I'm glad you're here, and uh, I'm glad I'm here too because I love San Francisco, and I'm so glad to be here with you. Oh, absolutely! I'm glad we did this. Yeah. Uh, next week is Easter Sunday. Uh, we will. I will not be here. Um, I'm hoping someone will play a special episode. Carl and I did back in July. But if not, if your feed next week has a lot of Muni Radio garbage on it. Don't panic. We will come back in two weeks. So we might be taking next week off inadvertently. Otherwise, we'll have an episode at the ready. But keep uh, subscribing to our feed. We, we love it. That's our bread and butter, knowing that you're out there. You can find us on Twitter at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And those are the initials on iTunes as well. Uh, thank you, Malcolm. My pleasure. Yeah, thank, thank, you for, thank you for inviting me here. Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, thank you, Roman, for being here. You're welcome. All right. Well, that's it. See you guys later. Bye. 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 Uh, in a second. Oh, I think it is playing. Hang on. You guys are listening to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. I'm going to replay the theme song because I didn't plug it in properly, and it's just playing out there the whole time.
Oh, I guess this. Let's try it again. Oh, you know what? That's it. We're done. You heard the theme song before. Uh, Roman, why don't you hold on, talk on the mic for a second while I go. Hey, if you guys are in uh, Sunnyvale, April eleventh uh, through the weekend, there I'm at uh, Rooster Tea Feathers Comedy Club, one of the one of the great comedy clubs uh, that you can find all across the country, but specifically this one in Sunnyvale is where I'm going to be. Rooster Tea Feathers, April eleventh. Roman Leo. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. I'm talking into this mic for Mike. Mike, Mike. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins, Mike, piles and piles of Michael, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. 
You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the slowest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. 
Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches hitting switches going back. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com Oh, you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Rock 
Galaxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Uh, people now are very to the point. Like you can get everything on apps, like dicks. Uh, it's it's crazy. Like literally, you can um, you can go on Tinder. You can go on anything. Uh, you can have your weed, your groceries, and two penises delivered to your house at the same time if that's what you want. Uh, it's still sort of a trip to me. Uh, sometimes I get mixed up and I don't know who's who. So I'm flashing my robe to my DoorDasher, which is really embarrassing because half the time they end up being my neighbors. Uh, another thing that I'm really kind of getting used to is dick pictures. Like these new young motherfuckers are very direct and to the point. Like back when I was younger in my early dating days, we had to get on the computer, wait for it to dial up and then do shit like ASL to people like go on the internet and like talk to people we actually had to learn how to chat we had to ask things like what was their age what was their sex what was their location and uh, feign some sort of like interest before anybody gets around to sending pictures and which of course takes 20 minutes to download if you're on a dial-up modem which is crazy and now these kids just text you a picture of their dick like here you go here's my dick uh, and I'm not mad at that honestly I'm a 30 look listen I'm a 36 year old single mother most of the things that people want to send to me are things like past due notices, progress reports, fucking who to vote for, uh, and it's you know it's 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 sort of ridiculous. And I so We're when somebody wants to send me a picture of their, dinner. we're testing the mic. It's getting sketchy with David Solowitz will be happening at four o'clock. If you're still listening to this because you're listening to the podcast of Let's Watch a Full Length Movie, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, good to know because we're almost at four o'clock. And at four o'clock, we'll be getting sketchy with David Solowitz with special guest host, me. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be testing uh, the mics. Mike. Yeah. All right, so let's test now. All right. Uh, two. Yeah. Are, you, are you hearing me? I can't. I don't see the meter moving. Well, I don't uh, see the meter moving for me either. I so don't hear like, the meter moving either. I don't I'm, hear it. I'm trying both mics. I'm on this one. Oh, that one sounds clearer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. And then you, go ahead, you. What about me? Yeah, nice and tinny. That's loud and clear? Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll be back at four, uh, exactly four. Scattered on the ground like jump ropes or... Uh, if you'd like to support Mutiny Radio, go to mutinyradio.fm and then it'll take you to pcrcollective.org. That's intentional. And then go press the donate button and donate $5 to PayPal. Against the, it was it was obviously taken from an office building in downtown San Francisco, and it had the Salesforce Tower building in the background. Um, if you're not familiar with it, Salesforce the Salesforce Tower is one of the largest buildings uh, that's basically disrupting the I guess the skyline of the existing San Francisco downtown as it is. I personally thought that was pretty brave to have your dick with the biggest fucking phallic symbol in San Francisco as your background. Like seriously, that thing makes the Coit Tower look like a skinny 
tiny ass short little fucking chode. Uh, but the bigger issue was the fact that I too can see the Salesforce tower from my office building. So now I've got to figure out which one of my coworkers is secretly showing me their dick. Um, Something else I discovered, um, so another thing about myself that I should mention is I'm also a sex educator here in San Francisco. Uh, it's, I want to say that it is a honorable profession, but really 90% of the time I spend telling people what they can and can't put in their ass. Like fists, absolutely. Peanut butter jars, not so much. I've actually seen x-rays of people that have like beer bottles in their ass and I look at it and I'm just like, oh, Corona? If, if you're going to put a beer bottle in your fucking ass, at least have some respect and put an IPA or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like racer, Lagunitas. Like that's how I know you go hoard. You know what I mean? In the-